Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Gambit Podcast. It's a Grand Arena and Territory War-focused podcast. We uh, had our final week of Grand Arena this week, and we're in the middle of a Territory War. Uh, so lots to talk about. I'm Solo Base 15 I'm here with my good friend, Zareth. Zareth, how are you? I'm doing well, Solo. Thanks for asking. I'm all exercised up along with every single other person in my state. We all, we all went out and hiked on the same trail today. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yep. I know, social distancing at its best. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of social distancing, we've all had about a week of doing absolutely nothing but playing this game. Not supposed to be leaving our house. Um, and while the news of the week was kind of low... The talk of the week is Galactic Legends. It is indeed. There are a lot of people talking about that, and even more people really trying as hard as they can to ignore them. <laughs> yes, yes. Luckily, I've only had one pop up in my shard. Um, what about you? Have you run into any? There's one at number three right now, and to th this week is uh, I'm number two. So, um, yeah, and, and the guy, frankly, he he's a good enough guy. Like he he gets grumpy sometimes about certain things, but uh, he he's going to he's going to take mods off or whatever. Like he'll he'll help accommodate us getting to our arena payout at least. So, um, and he's a few hours ahead of me, quite a few hours, in fact. So. Um, yeah, he's, I, I've seen the new Galactic Legends. I can't say I've had the time to actually try testing it with, with territory wars going on. I have to, I have duties in two different guilds and it's, it's pretty time consuming. Yeah. You and me both. And we are actually legitimately in a nail biter in our guild as well. Yeah. Um, and I'll go ahead. <laughs> just going to say. For those of you that care, uh, there are five fleets left on our side, and we literally have an eight banner advantage. So, you know, knock on wood, hopefully our negotiators can pull this back. <laughs> yeah, I, like it, we have the fleets available to beat this. Yes. But the question is does someone get sloppy? Does someone get impatient? Like, the, yeah. It, one person failing could ruin it. Could ruin everything. <clears throat> but the good news is we'll know who to shame because all eyes are on that. So, <laughs> and then we can tell them this is why we don't have nice things. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yep, and that'll go in their permanent file. So when, yeah. when we're looking for people to boot, because recruitment is up, right? <laughs> <laughs> so many recruits out there. Um, so many for high-end guilds. Yeah, so many. Yeah. yeah, so let's address the very little news that we had. Uh, and it came, this news came as a comment on a post on the forums just because people were confused about the Galactic Legend Ray kit. Uh, the kit specifically says that she's immune to stun effects, and we found out today that stun effects include fear. Uh, and that's the only news we've gotten in the past <laughs> week. Now, I will say, 
we did what an hour and 15 minute episode breaking down these kits and i just kind of assumed that they were immune to fear <laughs> and apparently it was never explicitly said that i just i don't know why i just thought that was the case and apparently it is the case so i was right all along well that's good no one no one knew that you were right but you right. were <laughs> i was in my own mind i was right um Big thing going on is uh, with these Galactic Legends is we're kind of in the typical legendary cycle right now of the first week everyone's experimenting. Nobody knows what the right team to go along with uh, the Galactic Legend was is or was. And at the same time, people are trying to find counters while the Galactic Legend teams are ever evolving to counter the counters that are being cropped up. I personally have found that uh, a Darth Revan counter with Brood Alpha and Thrawn is the only one I've been successful with. And then, of course, the, one guy, the guy in my shard saw that I beat him and what team I beat him with. So he switched Malak into his team so I couldn't gain turn meter from uh, the weapons tech from Watt. And I can no longer beat him. So. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm curious to see how we're probably another week away from finding out what the standard meta Galactic Legend Ray team is. Actually, I think, yeah, we might be a little farther. I, I actually haven't kept track of how close people are to unlocking the ultimate abilities, but... Like that's yeah. that's just going to add a new round of speculation and concern because right now people are struggling to beat uh, Ray as is with her ultimate available. I just don't know. I I'm assuming it's going to make her team that much more difficult to beat. Yeah. Well, in theory, it should. <clears throat> you know. <laughs> It would be annoying if it made it easier to beat somehow, right. or if it didn't affect it at all. Right. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I, I would be super annoyed. And at the same time, you ho I hope that it's going to be good, that ultimates in general will be good, because Supreme Leader Kylo is being denigrated in every corner of the meta right now. Everyone is scoffing at him and making fun of how incredibly weak he is compared to Rey. Right, which I think is a bit... Well, when I looked at his kit, the ultimate was always the most interesting part of it to me. So it makes sense that he's weaker without the ultimate, um, just because that's where he gets the huge amounts of siphon. And if you have teams with AoEs, he can get that siphon off quickly. Um, so yeah. I, I always thought that his ultimate was what kind of made him uh, I, I still think that, and I think that's what we're going to find out once people have unlocked it. I Honestly, the thing that it, it makes me laugh hysterically inside the the um, the fluff bunny side of me, so to speak, the, <laughs> the, the lore-loving side, it just cracks me up because right now the only way that Supreme Leader Kylo can actually beat General Skywalker teams consistently or at least at, with anything approaching to consistency, is 
the fact or, or is with a Hux lead. Yeah. <laughs> so so you need so Supreme Leader Kylo needs Hux as his leader to be able to beat anyone. It, it's <laughs> just it's just really funny to me. Yeah. <clears throat> um at least on the lore side uh, on the other side like i don't care i'll just i mean i'll stash watt in there with him if i need to i truly don't don't care about that about the fluff considerations as much as uh, you know one thing that i thought was interesting was people people so we saw that we got the kits and we got there with the characters were, were released for a while like they they hadn't actually been unlocked yet but we had their stats and everything and so Reddit was has I had all these posts about like are you kidding me the the new Galactic Legends have so much speed it's they're gonna be so broken there's look at their base stats and sure their their base stats are different than other level ones yeah. and their speed is pretty high for sure but uh, I don't know it's just been a really funny cycle of people people panicking over random things and concentrating on the wrong things it's pretty classic right yeah really like we've oh go ahead i was the speed is annoying i mean that that is a pain but there's ways to work around a faster tune like that that's not the thing i'm worried about most right well i mean depending on what kind of mods you've had and your your situation i mean We've all been there where someone in our shard has faster characters than us. Right. And we've, we've had to work around that. It's it's not something that is completely unknown. I mean, it's frustrating, but if you can't deal with someone who's a little faster than you, you you got to find a, a workaround of some sort. People are people are used to that. They're adaptive, at, at least. Some, some of them are. Some people just... There, there'll be there'll be those people who say, "Ah, oh, this this meta is so ridiculous, and I can't unlock any of these characters in time." So, uh, I'm just I'm just going to have to be in the top hundred now, <laughs> you know. And they'll right. they'll even though there's like a, a pretty clear cut off meta counter to beat them. So, yeah, it's it's just about finding that counter and be willing to work on the counter. Uh, that's that last part's probably the biggest part because there's plenty of people I have seen that they want to win with the team that they want to win with. And when they can't, they just, you know, curse and they they don't finish in the top anymore. Yeah. Yeah. There've been a few people in past guilds who have, who have said like, Oh, I, I just, I can't unlock. I think the biggest one was Darth Revan. Like they missed yeah. Darth Revan, the boat on Darth Revan, like three times in a row. And they're like, this is sucked so bad. I just, I can't, I can't get crystals. I can't, you know, I, it just, it, it's been a downward spiral. And I'm like, well, I agree. It's been a downward spiral, but why aren't you working on any other teams <laughs> to counter Darth Revan? Well, no other teams work. I'm like, you're just being lazy. That, yeah. Or, um, Right now, all the people that complain about General Skywalker not being able to counter General Skywalker. So I look at their roster, and all of the Rebels are still G12. Like, well, right. This counter is 
you know, it's not a 100% counter, but it's every time I've used it, I've won with it. So it's, it's got to be at least like an 80% counter. And you haven't worked on it, but yet they still complain that they can't counter General Skywalker. It's like, well, if you worked on it, you could. Right. You could at least climb in arena at an acceptable rate. Right. Yeah, I'm, I don't have much pity for people who have decided to sit out of a meta and get a lower arena rank. Like, if that's what they want, if that's what you want to get uh, for your arena rank, that's that's totally fine. I don't care. Just please don't complain to me that you can't beat the top meta teams when there are then there are top meta teams or, or off meta teams available to help you climb. Yeah. 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 Uh. Um, that being said, it's still being questioned whether you can use off meta teams to counter like what it, it'll be interesting once the ultimates are out, if you can only counter the two galactic legends with galactic legends, it's, it's gonna, it'll be a questionable state of affairs to say the least. Yeah, that would be a problem. And yeah, I've well, honestly, I hope that's not the case. I'm not that far off from all the requirements now. Um, I only have two tunes left to get up to G13, and I already have all the relics uh, salvage ready for them. So once I get them up, I can start farming. But for the state of the game, if you're just going to exclude X amount of people from arena or grand arena um that's a problem if you exclude them for like a week until they can build up the counter it's annoying but i'm okay with that because they can build up the counter if they can't build up a counter and the only option is getting 13 tunes to g13 and relics that'll be a problem right uh, well and that's that is a problem Frankly, I, I mean, someone actually asked me recently, like what what I thought was a, a game breaking character, and I said it, it's probably a character that would be released that there's no other counter to it other than like a mirror match. Yeah, if, if you can't, if there's not, it, it's it's not right now. If we're not in that place right now, we're still testing. There's still time to figure it out, and and then everything will shift once the ultimate's out. And probably shift to the worse for the worse, honestly. But once once we have that more stable time period, then the question will be if if there truly is no counter other than a mirror match, like that that's a really frustrating state of affairs. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Uh I am I'm hopeful just because I don't it's not that I trust capital games um in the slightest but they have to realize how bad for the game it would be if nobody can beat these teams <laughs> it, yeah totally agree like it i'll i'll end up having the team and so i won't be part of that group but I, like my alt will certainly be part of that group for a long time i mean i right. <laughs> my alt struggles to counter darth revan for that <laughs> so you know <laughs> pretty different set of circumstances there but <laughs> it, it when it comes when it comes to that though if you're at the six million gp mark which is where we're at right now 
and you can't counter them, that that becomes a major issue. Like you can't actually, you can't compete in Grand Arena, for instance. Is what my guess is. Like I'm, I'm worried. Eventually, my guess is that I'll probably end up getting paired with other people with one Galactic Legend. But like what happens when I get paired against someone with two and they have a pretty weak roster, but they're like, Oh, I'll just stick them in both in the one, the same zone. Like what, how do I, how do I even operate around that? You don't, that's, I mean, let's be honest. If I have a galactic legend in grand arena and I get matched against somebody that doesn't have the galactic legend, of course I'm putting mine on defense in the front, whatever zone, depending on the lineup. And good luck to them. And I hate that. That's why I hated 3v3 with Malik when he first came out. It's probably why I hate 3v3 the most. Because an OP tune can be made even more OP in 3v3. Um, And you're going to win if you have Galactic Legend. And then the question comes, if you go up against somebody with a Galactic Legend that can only be countered by another Galactic Legend, do you put yours on defense to make sure that they're not going to clear you? Or do you take yours for offense so you can get the full clear because you're going to need the feats that require you to full clear your board? Right. Uh, Yeah, it's it's a strange set of circumstances, honestly. Like... I wonder though. So these galactic legends are super strong right now, and they can't yeah. be annihilated. And I wonder how they're going to be in three v three. It seems awful. like it seems <laughs> awful. Yes, like, like yeah, just awful. I really struggle to think of what would actually happen. Like all I know is Thrawn will probably end up being extremely important. Yeah. Um, based on all my 5v5 testing with these Galactic Legends, because I've tried every counter out there that you can imagine. Um, I don't know. I I can imagine quite a bit. <laughs> realistic. Realistically, you can imagine. Um, 3v3 is going to be tough. The one good part you'll have is kind of resistance hero Finn is the key to that Ray team. Because he's his base speed is faster than Darth Revan. So you can't get fear off before Finn goes. And if you're using a counter with Thrawn, what happens is Finn just focuses on Thrawn first turn and, you know, Thrawn dies and there goes the team. That's why the Watt with Darth Revan, you know, Watt gives the weapons tech before Ray takes a turn, Ray takes a turn. You get the turn meter from the weapons tech, and you can drop fear before Finn goes. Uh, if you can't do that, because you can't just have a team of Darth Revan, Watt, and Thrawn, because you, you just won't have the damage to beat this team or the or the survivability. Uh, I don't know how you beat her. It's a great question. Uh, yeah. We'll we'll just have to see. Thrawn is Thrawn seems like he's going to be important. It's good. it's a tricky thing though too. I keep saying okay. So before I start working on the Galactic Legend Ray stuff, 
which is going to take me months to get her once I once I finally gotten Kylo. At first, I have to gear Kylo, and that is not an easy task. Yeah. Like it, what is it? It's like five hundred of one Kyrotech and four hundred of another. Just and like four hundred stun guns. It's it's something absurd. Yeah. Like completely absurd. It's like you could gear an entire squad for that level of investment. And then you have to get him up to Relic Seven, which, frankly, it's going to be very difficult for me. I have Kylo and Emperor Palpatine at Relic Five. I don't. I could get one of them up. I could force one of them up to Relic Seven right now. I would have to actually spend money to get the other one up to Relic 7 right now. Yeah, I cannot get BB-8 up to Relic 7 right now. It's going to take some farming, <laughs> um, which is absurd. But that means when I get Ray, it's going to take farming just to get what are those electrium conductors or whatever they're called. Because I just, after all this relicking of... 11 other tunes so far. I just don't have any left. I used to have a ton of salvage there. I just have nothing left. Um, I kind of, after I get Ray, have to swear off relicking anybody because I just don't have any of the relic material left. Right. Well, well, the the signal data isn't a problem, but, but yeah, like the... Right. I just don't, I, I've run out of pieces and I'm sure the CG knows about this and are smiling. Their, their relic packs are actually, people have shown that what they used to charge for relic materials and everything and compared it to the relic materials uh, that they're selling now in packs. And the deal has actually gotten worse significantly. Mm-hmm. And uh, but but the thing is, people are more and more desperate for relic materials. Before, they weren't as desperate because they're like, oh, I have a ton of, uh, like, what was the one? The wristbands that you and I were yeah. always like, seriously, yeah. I have 8 million of them. And, and we'd complain about it. And then now we're out. We're completely, oh, yeah. completely I, dry. I was completely out of wristbands. And then I got Galactic Hero or Resistance Hero Poe up. And he needed two wristbands. I didn't have them. Then I got Resistance Hero Finn up. And he needs two wristbands. I still don't have them. Um, it's it's awful. Yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs> uh, anyways, I, yeah, this, this whole gearing experience has been extremely exhausting. And I, I will say one thing, though. You know, we're, we're whining a lot about this. And it, Frankly, I think uh, at the end of this journey, it's been it's been so tiring. The thing is that that I think is interesting though is now you're going to have a huge group of people. The majority of people who actually unlock these characters, there will only these people will only have one yeah. Galactic Legend. I, I mean, th- there are, there's definitely a subset of people who will have more than that. Uh, definitely, I, I, I realize, but. Uh, for the most part, I won't have Galactic Legends Ray for months still, and frankly, like I don't know if I'll ever, I ever will, or, or at least not for a while, because not to sound fatalistic or anything, I'll still be working on that. But they're going to be releasing other things. They have they have oceans of characters that are going to be released soon that 
I'm going to have to be gearing and working on some of those at the very least. And I might just have to be content for uh, about half a year or more even before I get a second Galactic Legend. Right. Yeah, that's that's another legitimate problem as well. Um, but I do feel like most people are going to be in the same boat. And the good news is, in Arena, you can only have one Galactic Legend at a time. So us only having one isn't going to be as painful in Arena. And when it comes to Grand Arena, the people that have both will have probably, for the most part, spent their way out of the same matchups than we're going to have. You know, right. you'll get a, You'll get a couple of the young whales that might have them. They're kind of working their way up. Um, but otherwise, like the person I know that's going that already has two Galactic Legends, uh, one of my shardmates, his GP is at like seven point three right now. Like. We're never going to be matched up. Right. Unless for some reason you decided to start mega wailing or krakening or whatever <laughs> word you want to use to describe it. Yeah. If somebody wants to give me the money, I'll gladly do it. Well, and that's the thing. The way the way Galactic Legends are, uh, the way the, the Grand Arena, I should say, is paired the matchups work in a specific way you have a certain number of characters that they take into consideration and they add you know either 80 characters your top 80 in your roster or your top 65 in your roster and you add those you add all of their gp together and that's that's your matchup score so to speak and you only get matched up with people really close to that and so once once you have two galactic legends and they have their ultimate with, so they have a ton of GP uh, and you just add that to the very top of the stack, you're going to out GP all of the people who only have one. If, right. if you have two galactic legends and they have six Zetas and an ultimate ability, of course you're going and you add that to the total, your total uh, top 80. Of course you're going to out GP the people who only have one or who have zero for that matter. Yeah, that's why I think it might take a Grand Arena season just to kind of balance itself out, I guess you could say. Um, just because the people that are working their way up, essentially. But after that, I don't think it's ever a problem you really have to worry about. Yeah, I I guess we'll see. Maybe we're, maybe we're wrong, but... <laughs> I think this will this should sort itself out. I'm hoping that they made the GP. I'm hoping they make the ultimate for the GP uh, gain the gain from the ultimate GP like uh, an incredible amount. I hope it, oh, it adds. Yeah. I hope it adds a huge amount and ensures that you're not going to get matched up with against someone without uh, you know one or both Galactic Legends. Agreed. Make it like a twenty thousand GP gain. Uh, so that the tune, be, when fully maxed out, is at like seventy thousand GP, and if that if it's like that, we'll just kind of cruise past everything without a problem. Yeah, hopefully they make the ultimate so worth so much that you could actually solo the Hoth territory battle 
and get 45 <laughs> stars. <laughs> uh, I'm just joking. Or am I? <laughs> but anyways, the Galactic Legends, that, that stuff is, it's interesting enough. There's, there's a huge subset of people who that are not actually relevant for, which is fine. And uh, I guess we should probably move on, though, to other topics. We had Grand Arena. We had our final week, the toughest week in a lot of ways. And uh, so we have our results for the entire season six. How did you end up, Solo? Uh, I ended up at eight and four, which is quite disappointing. So I was in the championship uh, in this final round, looking to go nine and three. And fleets got me um stupid fleets uh i won you know i one shot the fleet but he he placed malevolence on defense and he added the millennium falcon in and it's devious it's brilliant at the same time you can't target the millennium falcon as all the little vulture droids keep popping up every time grievous takes a turn so it took me forever to finally get to the Falcon to be able to target it. And by that point, uh, I only got 50 banners for my fleet. And that's the sole reason I lost because on the ground, I was much more efficient. Uh, you know, he earned it though, uh, because that Falcon trick was, it worked, uh, but still annoying to lose to. It is very annoying to lose to. I've, I've actually lost to the, maybe I don't have it lost in my shard though, in my arena. That's, that's what uh, I've, I've faced it against malevolence. The, the only times I've ever faced it has been with millennium Falcon as a reinforcement. But you're so. probably facing it with negotiator. Right. So yeah. like I said, I haven't lost to it, but it has been irritating and I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like playing whack-a-mole. <laughs> Yes, it, that's that's an excellent description for it. <laughs> so you lost the match eight and four. How how did you end up in Kyber? I did end up in Kyber. Um, I was in Kyber before I even entered the match, though. So I I was never. This match was literally uh, worthless or meaningless, I guess you could say, because I had already made Kyber. Uh, it was just. For the fine, you know, that extra Zeta. <laughs> right. Which is nice to get, but it's not absolutely necessary. Right. It would have been. Um, now, how'd you do? How'd you end up finishing? Um, so I, I went into this last week at 9 and 0. So I was hoping I could have a strong finish and finish at 12 and 0, get a, an undefeated season, maybe scratch the surface of top 10 may maybe uh, probably not but uh then i had a mishap so the day that we all had sign in or, or rather the join period for grand arena was also the same day that my guild was working on the key addy mundi unlock mission uh, in territory battles so like a like a superb guildmate, I went and swip, swapped mods out from some of my top characters onto my clones, 
to in order to get Kiati Mundi. I went in and had a colossal epic failure and didn't get the shards. And then I was distracted by something external and I absentmindedly just went into Grand Arena and I just wanted to look at the map and I so I hit join and I immediately realized that I had joined without mods on five of my really strong characters. <laughs> and uh, so so I went into this final week at uh, without mods on Darth Revan, on Bastila Sean Fallen, on Commander Luke, uh, GK, and B1. So that's five different squads that were impacted in a huge, huge way. And... I, yeah, it, it, I knew about it actually when we were shooting our last podcast. I decided yeah. not to say anything because not that I'm famous exactly, but I'm known enough that I would prefer that if people saw my lifetime banners and posted it in their guild chat or something, if someone recognized my name, like they'd be like, oh, yeah, okay. I, I actually just listened to his podcast and you don't have anything to worry about. His Darth Revan doesn't have any mods. Like, I just didn't, I wanted to avoid that. So didn't speak up, but yeah, it's, it's, it was a really tricky week trying to figure out like my Darth Revan squad, it, it relies on his speed. My general Kenobi, like he needs, it, it like halves his health, his health pool. My commander Luke is way slower. He's like at plus 130 speed with a crit damage set. I mean, that's a huge amount of damage and a huge amount of speed that are just gone. And even and right. the worst part, I think, is probably my best Lashawn. She she just is is basically worthless without speed mods. She's just not good without them. And so I went through my first match. I placed some strong defenses. I had to take General Skywalker on offense because I didn't have any way to beat Darth Revan. Now there was just no way that I could use that I could beat Darth Revan with my weak Padme squad, and uh, I couldn't use my own Darth Revan in the mirror match because I rely on speed to do that, and I I can't do that, and, and I don't even have any other buffs. I don't have mods. Period. So yeah. didn't have those, and, and so my only recourse was to take Skywalker for offense and. Yeah, so so my first match, I did end up beating my opponent. Um, pretty cool, and that was actually a cool match because I had it was a revenge match I didn't know about until after I'd made my attacks. He he was the guy who, if you remember, I had General Skywalker, or he had General Skywalker, and I couldn't beat him, and I melted down and lost in season three, so a few months ago. But I rematched against this guy. I didn't realize it was him. And then he contacted me, or when I contacted him, he was like, oh, yeah, I remember you, you know, I thought that we were going to have a, a you know, good match or whatever. A good sport, really great guy, honestly. And, uh, yeah, so I, I ended up beating him accidentally, almost. Accidental revenge is the best. <laughs> but so, so I beat him, went into the next round. The guy's not an efficient player. I really, looking at his... Grand Arena history. I was like, man, I really wish I, I, if I could, if I could just take efficient an efficiency lineup this time. I think I'd beat the pants off this guy. I think I'd just crush him. And I didn't have, I didn't have the mods for it. My teams were just not strong enough. So I went full defense again, and it was, uh, I had a few big errors. He had 
other errors and in the end uh, oh it kills me we uh he beat me by one point uh. one point so awful so uh ended my winning streak and then my last match i i went in and didn't really care i, I lost to a shock t squad that was uh not good and or at least it, it was way better than i thought but i shouldn't have lost and uh, I thought I was just done for, but then he failed a few times, and I ended up winning that match. So, end of the week, I, I know I went on for a long time, but uh, end of the week at 11-1. and one. And so, I I would say that's still pretty good, frankly. Nice. 11-1 and one is uh, nothing to complain about, especially when you did an entire mod, or an entire round with no mods on your best tunes. <laughs> think that is actually quite impressive oh thanks man yeah it was it was tough it was stressful too i i just hate that i i shot myself in the foot and i have no one else to blame but myself i'm i'm not complaining i do do wish that that cg would let us back out and reapply mods if we have a huge mental error i wish they'd let us have something like that but i was well aware of that condition moving in like i i knew i needed to switch the mods back on and so it's, it's my own fault i i deserved to lose frankly but it is still disappointing yeah of course um and, and really without those mods i'm guessing my matchups actually it affected my matchups too that that's true because you did lose gp on five of your best tunes by not having mods on them right <laughs> i mean I'm not going to try that again, but <laughs> yeah, my, my, my last group was pretty, pretty tough anyways, but uh, yeah, it, we both had successful grand arena seasons and I wonder what the next one is going to be. Do you care to speculate solo? Uh, unfortunately it's probably going to be three V three. That's uh, it, because we've had two 5v5s in a row. It, it, it just likelihood is 3v3. So get ready for your Galactic Legend 3v3s. Um, and it's going to be Rebel focused. That's, well, I think that's basically confirmed through uh, a data mine for those new titles uh, that got everyone excited for it to be a raid. And it's actually going to be for uh, the next Grand Arena season that looks like it'll be Rebel-focused. <laughs> yep, everyone start putting some gear on Rebel Officer Leia. Rolo is probably going to make an appearance. Is I would be <laughs> if, we, if it's going to be Rebel-themed, I, I will be shocked if she's not like in two or three feats. Yeah, we will get to break out uh, wigs, though. So there's that. That's true. I actually won a, a match using wigs of somewhat recently. So nice. Uh, I mean, they, it mostly featured my Han, who is Relic <laughs> Seven. But <laughs> funny but how that were, works. That <laughs> <laughs> they, they were totally along for the ride. So. <laughs> they were they were watching Han's back. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they they absolutely would have been willing to do something. 
<laughs> if they had had to. <laughs> so my wigs are, uh, well, I shouldn't say that. My bigs isn't in bad shape because of how long we used, uh, you know, that Akbar meta for fleet. My uh, wedge is still only G11. And I fully intend for him to stay G11 for the foreseeable future. Yeah, forever is the word <laughs> I'm looking at. Yes, probably. Except for I know I would jinx myself, and if I said forever, we'll need him for some legendary in six months. Dude, it's it's so so dirty. Like the, his gear requirements to get him from eleven to twelve. All of the gear that he needs, his finishers, he needs four finishers, and none of them do anything for him. It's like, oh, here's a, some random hit points, but you don't have you don't have any hit points to start with, so these don't actually help because they're they're not adding anything substantial. And you get to gear twelve, and all of the left hand pieces do nothing for him as well. That's they're like, like, oh, have have some special resistance. Yeah, that's like, like shirt and base. They're well, I don't know about the left side pieces, but the right side pieces, I looked at, or no, I guess it was the left side pieces, because it was when I first got them to G12, and I was like, it was a big deal to add the G12 pieces back then, and I was like, none of these are worth me adding them, <laughs> why would I do this? And so I didn't. <laughs> then I didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like, for Wedge, when they first... When they did the someone did this big analysis piece on what characters benefit most from gear 12 pieces and this was before we got the gear 12 plus this was just so the left hand pieces yeah. and wedge was like on the very bottom it was like you would be better off putting gear 12 pieces on like cup and other <laughs> characters because at least even though cup isn't as good as wedge is at least cup would actually benefit like his kit would actually interact well with his uh, the stats that he gains like wedge wedge was it is just a horrible waste of a character in terms of gear <laughs> and, and his ship it, i know people are like oh yeah it's great like he comes in and he he does healing immunity and he it destroys houndstooth i'm like okay so sure sure i i see that that's not. I can kill Houndstooth anyways. I don't. Right. I don't need. I, I never needed in. Wedge. Never needed Wedge to kill Houndstooth. I mean, you literally have a ship in the lineup that dispels the protection up every time you hit it. <laughs> right. So just hit it with Millennium Falcon, and then I would bring in Phantom, and just big hit it, and Houndstooth was gone. Right. Well, and you and I aren't even ships experts, really. Like, that's not our focus of, you know, we we, we merely tolerate ships. And right. Houndstooth, Houndstooth is, hasn't been a huge problem. As long as you have Falcon, it's like, just apply Falcon. We, you don't have to get into any, like, highly advanced. I'm sure that there are fleets out there that don't have Millennium Falcon that can counter uh, Houndstooth well. But I've never actually been in a situation where I needed anything approaching that right i i don't care for those fleets because in arena you only need one fleet and that's the meta fleet that doesn't require a wedge even when right. it was rebels it didn't require a wedge you know for a while i i contemplated trying you know there there's a lot of weird 
fleets that are out there that are actually pretty effective in, that include like the the emperor's shuttle and the gauntlet i think it yeah. is the and, but I, i'm like do i really want to gear gar saxon and the imperial super commando I, and the answer is obviously no right and the, the answer is definitely not I mean, there is some part of me that's like, that would be kind of cool. And one day we will have a Mandalorian faction. And when we do, those two characters will probably get some kind of rework and they'll be great. And the people who had them geared will be like, will post on Reddit in glorious fashion saying, look at me. I've been waiting for like three years (laughs) for this to happen. And I was proved a genius today. Yes. (laughs) And, and I'll be like, no, you were just dumb for three years. <laughs> those, are the, <laughs> those are the same people that are building the roster now for Galactic Legend Luke. Um, that's not going to come for two or three years. And may never come. Right. Well, if you, oh God, this is probably now years ago. Um, back when the... Devs were more responsive and actually were on Reddit. And I can't remember if it was a Reddit post or a forum post, but they basically flat out said they're scared of Jedi Luke because the only way to do him right would literally be to break the game. Because he's supposed to be the most powerful Jedi that brings balance to the Force, yada, 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 yada. Um, and he would break the game. Of course, now this is two years later and we have Galactic Legends that are maybe breaking the games. <laughs> but right. they have previously said that they were scared to develop Jedi Luke. And that's why they frankly haven't done it yet. Yeah, that I remember that well. They said, like, once we have Jedi Luke out there, where do you go from there? How, how do you escalate the game? How do you make it bigger and more exciting? Because he is, he's the ultimate character. Uh, I would argue that he's probably wasn't actually more powerful than like Grandmaster Yoda at the height of his powers. Uh, or, or even probably more powerful than Jedi Anakin. I mean, if you look at the body of work that Jedi Luke did uh, compared to like the years of warfare and strife and stress that like anyone any of the generals who went through the clone wars went through like luke would probably have just gotten wtf pwned immediately (laughs) if he had to face his dad in at his peak this just in zareth is saying kiati mundi is more powerful than luke (laughs) (laughs) maybe (laughs) you're right maybe there are a few that aren't but i mean you but you have to think, I mean, he, he was, he didn't even have anyone to train him. Like after he left Yoda, he wasn't like, oh, I'll come, I'll, I'll come back and take training. He was like, ah, I'm actually just going to stay away from you despite my promise. <laughs> you know, like he, yeah, he, he never, he never did get, he got, he got like a couple days worth of training from Yoda. Yeah, but he learned it. how to lift an X-wing out of a swamp. He learned how to watch someone do that. True. Uh, (laughs) I'm not saying he wasn't a powerful character. He's, he's, in my opinion, he is the main character in Star Wars. Like when I think of Star Wars as a whole, he's the he's the main character. Definitely. Even though, 
even though he's not he's barely in the sequel trilogy and he's obviously not even in the prequel trilogy except for at the very end as a baby but i i still that he's the he's the ultimate character he's the main one and once he comes out i kind of agree like what where do you go from there how do you make the game more exciting if you don't have jedi luke to one day look forward to unlocking Right. How do you make the next meta after Jedi Luke be like old Ezra? Ooh, you know, right. <laughs> like... right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point. Yeah. It's like uh, the Cassian show is going to come out. It's like uh, K2 uh, before <laughs> Rogue One, like pre Rogue One right. K2, like is, is the meta like, and it, he, Hey, he's still a rebel, you know, it, I don't know. Just, I can't think of something that would be more exciting. Maybe something, you know, there, there's that new series of books that are coming out called the, the High Republic, where it's 200 years previous to, to the, the saga, the Skywalker saga. So you could have like a, you could have like a Grandmaster Yoda who's just like, Jedi hero Yoda or something like that, where he's not the grand master yet, but he's still 700 years old and a super badass character in his own right. And if they come out with movies of him, you know, maybe you could have something like that, but yeah, I, I would actually be interested to hear what other people think about that. Yeah. Though Yoda is probably one of the few tunes that could come in and replace a Luke. Just because everyone everyone loves Yoda, um, so he probably would be a good one. Except for you would have to go dark side. Um, I don't know. Maybe hooked on dialysis palp from the newest movie. <laughs> <laughs> dialysis palp. I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I truly don't know. And in a way, they've already just said that. They, they haven't explicitly said that this, but they've kind of said that dialysis palp won't be coming because what's what's required for Supreme Leader Kylo, one of the characters is Emperor Palpatine. Right. So you would think that they would, I don't know, I guess that, that's pure speculation on my end. But it would, would the sixth character... It, would he like have a summon and it would be his dialysis machine? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a good, it's a, these are questions that need to be asked. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we're, we're kind of moving far afield here. Yeah. Um, into the weeds. Yeah. Into the weeds of the weeds. In fact. Yeah. So I don't know why people put up with us. We're, <laughs> we can, we can move on to our next segment, which is podcast questions. People come to our Discord server and ask these amazing questions. And I, I said that almost sarcastically, but honestly, a lot of them are really thought-provoking and things that we don't necessarily think about talking about on the show ourselves. And so we really welcome people's input on these questions. And so if, if you go to our discord server and we'll tell you about how to get there toward the end of our show here, um, then you, we would love to hear from you guys and you can, you can actually determine some of the content that is being produced 
on the top uh, from the top of our heads in in our podcast. So, our first question from someone is: How should separatists be split up on defense? It seems General Grievous with Droidica is too easy to beat, but setting Watt with him hurts offense. Nuts and Dooku. I think that means Newt and Dooku seem an obvious defensive pair, but filling out the last three is tricky. Nest, Droidica, Django go out of the box with Chase. So many choices. Excellent question. Um, I have, well, both Zareth and I have been keeping Watt for offense because he's just frankly fun to play with on offense. Um, He's so versatile. He he really is. Uh, but so what I do with that Grievous team, now that I have Haldo with almost 200,000 health and protection, I've added her to my resistance team instead of L3. So I added L3 to the Grievous team. I've actually gotten two defenses with it um, this past GA. So... I don't use Droidica there because I then add uh, Droidica with my Newt team. So it's Newt, Droidica, Dooku. I run a Django Nest team on defense. So the two that fill out that team for me are Barris, uh, who I have at Relic Level 4, and Zalgar, who I have at Relic Level 2, because they're both extremely annoying Uh I know a lot of people use Geos to counter this uh, any Newt team just because of the bonus effects that you have with Geos. And so I figured adding Zerus to a Geo, uh, a team that Geos counter would be annoying, and that's my hope. Uh, but anyone with a strong spy is not going to care about that Zerus. But So that's how I break them up. I know, Zareth, you do more fun things with your Night Sisters <laughs> to break them up uh, with that team. Sure. So I haven't done it for a while now, but uh, because I've used Night Sisters on offense, because I've been going, I've been doing my full uh, crazy defense, uh, and therefore I put uh, I put at least four meta teams on defense, which people hate me for, but uh, I. The one, the only way I can really do that is to have Night Sisters available on offense. But before I was doing, uh, I, I was splitting up my Night Sisters because Night Sisters at this point have mostly been solved, and so people know how to beat them, and they're not a huge problem. What I what I've done in the past is I have the Newt Dooku pair, which you're right that they are a really great pair, and then whichever whatever other character you want to add there droidica is fine nest is fine and then i i add uh asajj and zombie there because asajj has obvious separatist synergies and then zombies is great as long as there's another night sister there so if you want to stop zombie from doing her thing then you have to dispel zombies taunt or get past it somehow kill asajj and then Asajj comes back because of Zombie. And then you have to kill Asajj again. And Asajj comes back because of Zombie. And meanwhile, Dooku and Newt are just pummeling you uh, with extortion and stuns and shock. And Droidica or Nest are doing horrible things to you as well. And then once you finally kill Asajj, 
then you're allowed to kill zombie and then you still have to kill the other three <laughs> so it, it can be a really tricky team to beat and i got a lot of defense on it i think i was going a little too light on defense for it to be truly tricky people were starting to just use meta teams to counter it so it, you have to be careful about what you're doing with with that lineup but otherwise i think I think that there there's a lot of bit there've been a lot of interesting lineups lately where people have been doing general grievous with basically with like a nuke squad. You don't even necessarily need BB8 though. You just put grievous in with magna guard so you can't target grievous out right out the gate. And then just a bunch of just pretty standard droids that aren't necessarily amazing and so they get killed and Grievous just goes to town and kills. He just goes blender mode and does his AOE like five times in a row. And if anyone's still standing, which so a lot of teams are are capable of still standing after that, uh, then they kill Grievous and they've lost so many banners from all of the blendering that, that that works. And then you still have B1 and B2 to put with Newt. Which that that's something I'm I'm absolutely going to be exploring in this next round. Yeah, well, that's what I did. I did that for uh, I forget if it was for one or two rounds, and it worked on occasion. Um, the biggest trick for it, and what I did was I was also placing Darth Revan on defense, so I put the Newt squad with B1, B2, and Magna in front, along with Darth Revan. So people, you know, trying to get people to think that I was using the GG Nuke squad for offense, because Darth Revan's there. Um, and then behind that, I had that General Grievous squad, hoping that they used the Jedi Knight Revan on the Newt team, because uh, that, from what I have seen based on grand arena histories is a lot of people use their jedi knight ribbon counters to general grievous on newt when it's newt dooku and droids and so that that was the hope and it worked about half the times um then the other half they saved jedi knight Revan, and jedi knight Revan just destroys a nuke squad but i was happy with it the problem is with grand arena history I couldn't do that every round. Right. Well, and that that's just the thing. You you actually would have to start taking Grievous and using him on offense to kill Darth Revan or something uh, to threaten them. Right. Sometimes. And for that to work as a... But, but that doesn't work if you want it to be a consistent defensive strategy. Because people will be like, oh, I don't... You know, maybe... I don't know if if they only see it on defense, then they'll they'll just be able to solve for it, right? But it, it is it is a frustrating thing. Like even if you make the Grievous squad so that it can be one shot, it steals a lot of banners. It theoretically, can. at least, absolutely, it can. Yeah, and, and at the very least, it steals uh, a good team because I can't think of any B level teams that I'd feel comfortable throwing in there just to take five aoe's from a relic seven general grievous i i can't think of i can only think of a few meta teams i'd be okay with that yeah right like i general or uh jedi at revan you know it's he's kind of the expected counter at this point 
and I'm okay with stealing Janet Revan for Jenna Grievous in situations like that because then I I ate up your Jedi Knight Revan and you can't use him on whatever other team I have placed. Right. And if you have a lot of those other strong droids with Newt, then then in a way you're the essence of that General Grievous squad. It, it's very similar actually. So a lot of people have been taking this, uh, they've been splitting up the Darth Revan squad. And I think it's it's pretty cool. You, you, Darth Revan has those three core characters. They, Darth Revan is great, obviously. Uh, Vastila Sean Fallen is great. And then Malak is great. So people are like, oh, well, what if I just, if I split this up, I just take only Darth Revan with uh, five other Sith, or four other Sith Empire troops. And then Bastila can go in another squad with Emperor Palpatine. And then I can throw Malak in with Newt or something like that. And I don't necessarily think that that is the most effective all the time. In fact, I I will talk about this in another question here shortly. But uh, you can counter the Darth Revan team if he doesn't have his two other buddies. But it is it can be effective to certain levels. And I think that if you can spread the wealth a little bit with the Separatists, you probably end up going a little farther. Now, what? A lot of people have been putting Watt on defense, and he's great because you you can rely on who he's going to put the taunt on and everything. It, the thing is, I use Watt everywhere on offense. It's like, okay, now now that he's gear 12 and I have some pieces on him, he's actually not stealing guard from Commander Luke, so I can use that squad to beat General, or General Skywalker squads. I can, you know, if he's with Commander Luke, I can use him on a First Order squad to kill Night Sisters and just demolish Night Sisters, really. Uh, I can use him with my Nest and Kira squad to be able to counter top and Padme squads. He's just too versatile. I can't afford to leave him on defense. Right. And all the teams that he can be on, quite frankly, are fun. <laughs> and this is a yeah. game. Um, so it's nice to enjoy the team that you're using. That's true. It, it's a game, and you should be having fun. Yes. <laughs> we forget that sometimes. Um, yeah, I, I agreed, though. Absolutely. And, and as far as where Django goes, I know that a lot of people like to put Django with Newt and all of them, and I just like having him as the lead to my bounty hunters. He's... He makes them fast, and my Bosk is fast, so it's obnoxious, and people can't beat them with something easy, usually. So, Right, and I actually don't like him on the Newt squad. I mean, it's annoying that he gets that two-turn damage immunity, but by the time you kill off the other four members, he's usually gone with damage immunity, so you're just saving him for last. Um and so I think he's more useful with the bounty hunters. It's not that the team is bad. It's not bad. It's just that um, I find him more useful with the bounty hunters than he is on that Newt squad. Right. And uh, the thing, the thing that, so I've had, actually, I've actually had a couple conversations recently with a couple people who have said that, uh, oh yeah, but, but what if, what if you take Django and, uh, on that on that newt team and someone counters using commander luke and they have 3po in there and then they time out 
because Django, they keep reducing Django's turn meter. They can't actually hurt him, but they reduce his turn meter so much that he can never take a turn and then they time out. Like, what if that happens? And I've had two people argue with me about that. They're like, that actually does happen. And I'm like, okay, yes, yes, it does happen. The people it happens against, you don't need that help, actually. <laughs> right. The like, people it happens against don't know the kits well enough to beat you anyway. Probably. And maybe that's just the elitist side of me peeking out. But I I tend to think, like, if, if you can't beat, if you need shenanigans like that in order to beat someone, then, uh, you know, there, there might be other factors involved as well. Like it, in my opinion, you're not, you're not going to beat someone with a really high lifetime banners uh, score with that. Like pe- right. people know, people know at yeah. this point. So I, I could see it happening. It's like the second he became a separatist, that was the window. That's when you want to put him with Newt because I would have fallen for that probably the first time. Yeah, it's an easy mistake to make once or see somebody else make once. Then after that, I feel like people know. Right, I see that on a squad and people are like, how do I counter it? I'm like, you could take Commander Luke, but you can't take 3PO. It's the same thing as Kylo Ren unmasked. You counter First Order well with Commander Luke. You can't take 3PO because he'll time out. That's just standard advice now that I give people. So... It's a it's a known quantity, and people arguing with me about that um, can stop. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, anyways, we we have two other questions here, so let's let's move along. Uh, the next question is: I'm currently using my two best speed sets on Sith Empire. This lets me go Darth Malak at three forty three over Darth Revan at three forty two, which for the record, guys, that is really fast. Uh, <laughs> that is and, very fast. <laughs> and they're strong even when out-relicked. The problem is that the engines of the other factions have fairly pedestrian speed mods in comparison. Do you think it's better to spread out speed to more teams or to make your top-tier team as dangerous as possible? Um, I still have my best three speed mods on Seth, or speed sets, I should say, on Sith Empire. So I'm all for keeping them at the top. That's short answer. Uh, expanding it a little bit is a fast Darth Revan, especially one over 340. Other than General Skywalker, it's still incredibly difficult to beat. Um, so I, I would just keep the best speed set on that team, personally. Yeah. I would say, so just just to to go off of that, I, I agree that you want them to be fast. I having bad having a fast Badstilla, having a fast Darth Revan are it, it's amazing. My own Darth Revan is actually the same speed as the one in this example. My Darth Malak is nowhere near that. I would say that in this specific example, I I know that some people like to have Darth Malak faster than Darth Revan. There's there's some good tactical considerations. I think that that's less important personally. I would just make Darth Malak give him either like ultra tenacity or just like super crazy tank. I I think that that's probably fine for Darth Malak. Try to get him, you know, keep him fast-ish, but not 
light speed. I don't see I don't see a super huge amount of value in Darth Malak being really fast now, but the other two, I, if your Darth Revan is faster than the enemy Darth Revan, then you, and especially if your Bastila is faster, then you always win that mirror match. You can always win it. So, right. yeah, I, I guess you're right. If you you can take that, you could probably take thirty speed off Malak, um, and still have a highly <laughs> successful Darth Revan team. Absolutely. I think also uh, that this whole concept can also be kind of applied to to other teams as well. I, I think having one character, having that engine, I think they use that phrase, and that, that's yeah. exactly how I think of it. Having that one guy who's super fast and gets the entire rest of the team moving first is also really important. I have, uh, like, my Stark is, what, he's like plus plus 155 speed or something. It, it's completely unreasonable how, how fast I have my Stark. But the fact is, on my Imperial Troopers, if I can outspeed everyone with Stark, then I have a shot against almost anyone. I, I've seen videos it, of people using their their Imperial Troopers to beat certain builds of Darth Revan, in fact, just because their Troopers were faster. And that's not going to be a consistent counter, but it it certainly is something worth looking at. And it, it, same with my fir- my first order officer. My first order officer is is I get it plus one hundred forty five speed or something. Also completely unreasonable, but he goes first, and if he can go before like the opponent's Bosk or whatever, then he hands turn meter to original Kylo who does his AOE. And the AOE boosts the entire team past the really high speeds of the other team. So your entire team gets to go first. You can do stuns. You can do dispels with Fox. You can do all this stuff. And it's only possible if you have unreasonable speeds. I don't like the pedestrian uh, or the, the more like, okay, everyone's pretty quick builds. I like the one person is extraordinarily obnoxiously fast and then... Everyone else can be less fast because the fast one facilitates the speed of the lower ones. Yeah, and most teams have that that one engine. Um, like Jedi Knight Revan, that, well, actually, that's not a good example because the Jedi Knight Revan meta, you could win even with a slower Jedi Knight Revan. Um, but... Stark, First Order Officer. Uh, you could say BB-8. I won't be mad. <laughs> definitely <laughs> BB-8, without a doubt, even though you didn't believe me for the longest time. Um, I still think I was right in that specific instance. I, but we, we don't need to quarrel here. <laughs> uh, well, that's because you were wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but most teams do have that one engine, and if you can get that done, uh, you you should have that one engine sped up. Now the the trick to that though is like start using Stark and BB-8 as an example. They give X amount of turn meter to their team or to a certain tune on the team. You have to have enough speed on the rest of your team 
to use that turn meter because you don't want Stark to go and then you wait a couple ticks before your team catches up because he doesn't give a 100% turn meter. You need to have Stark at an X speed and then Death Trooper at Y speed or BB-8 at X speed. And then for JTR to go next, she's going to have to be at a certain speed under BB-8. So you do... It's not just having one super fast engine. It's having one super fast engine, then the next member of your team at just a fast speed. Right, merely fast. And that's a great point. That I'm glad you mentioned that because yeah, you need you need that speed, speed to bridge. So if Death Trooper ha- is at 80% turn meter, that's great because Stark Av... Stark will give him 20% turn meter and hand him the next turn. Right. A- and the enemy won't actually gain any turn meter from that because it'll go from one character who's at 100% turn meter immediately to another character at 100% turn meter. Yeah. So, yeah, you you absolutely 100% do need that that uh, turn meter bridge, so to speak, like, like what Solo's saying. And yep, that means you have to do uncomfortable things such as math. But <laughs> right. calculators are for. But but yeah, like it and really one of the biggest advantages in this game, in my opinion, with modding and everything, is determining which characters need that super crazy speed and which characters can be go without. If you can make certain characters effective and slow, that's huge. Like my Relic Seven Nest is not fast. Right. My my Grandmaster Yoda is even slower than my Nest. She Grandmaster Yoda is at plus sixty speed, and he could be slower, I think, but because he's with Darth Rev or with Jedi Revan, he gets he gets a bunch of plus speed just from the leadership. But then, so many people call him to assist that he's gaining a ton of turn meter all the time. He's taking a ton of turns. He used my guy used to he used to be like 135 speed with an offense set, and when I reduced him to plus 60 instead, I noticed zero difference actually in how much he was actually going and moving. I'm sure there is some difference, but it's great to then I could put those speed mods onto B1, which I didn't use last week, but uh, you know I was I had that I had that available so fine determining which characters can be fast and and therefore facilitate the other characters being slow is is a pretty important modding piece of this game in my opinion right yes um and do not steal your best speed mods to put them on general skywalker teams because general skywalker teams do not need your best speed mods (laughs) i i am if, if anyone takes a close look at my clones and they're modding, it's embarrassing, actually. <laughs> like, I would be embarrassed if someone, if I was like, critique my mods on the General Skywalker team. People would be like, seriously? Like, this gets you number one every day? I'm like, yeah, easily. Yeah, when, <laughs> when Skywalker came out, I knew, I knew that he didn't need to be fast. Um, but... Normally what happens when a new meta comes out is I'll remod the team and then I'll kind of tweak it within the first week just to kind of have it running perfectly. And in the first week, I put some mods on the clones and they worked. And 
I just kept them, and everyone always asks me, oh, should I just look at your your mods to see how to mod my team? Like, no. <laughs> just <Yeah. laughs> I'm telling you right now, just don't look at my team. Um, <laughs> Seriously, yeah. It's <laughs> LOL, no. <laughs> yeah, like that's... <laughs> but I win with them, that's so I'm not going to... What's the point of changing them? Cause I, I have lost a total of two battles with General Skywalker, and it's against the same team. And it's because his team is so poorly modded that uh, when Echo does his AoE, it's always after General Skywalker is, his General Skywalker is kneeling, and I counterattack, and his Echo has so little health and protection that my, my General Skywalker counterattacks and kills him and then that triggers fives revive and it's like damn it <laughs> yeah yeah that's the only time i've ever lost is when i've accidentally countered too hard right. and killed the other yeah. clones so yeah. like but like it, in a lot of ways people are like really your ex is only relic three I'm like yes and maybe that hurts me for the key eddie monday mission but otherwise I don't, yeah, I truly, yeah, I, I don't care. Him. I don't notice it. I want him to be weak. I want people to throw, have Echo throw their grenade and it accidentally <laughs> kill him and cause a mishap. Like, I, right. I love that. On my so, ult, I have, uh, I don't have a single clone above R5. Every one of them is R5, and except for Rex, who I think is R2. And I still win every battle. <laughs> it may take yeah, you, me you know, 30 seconds longer because my stupid clones can't kill fives fast enough. Uh, but I still win every time. Yeah, it, it's it's actually hilarious how that works. But I've loved it because, therefore, we've talked about how we haven't moved our, our mods from our Sith Empire, and that's that's why we're allowed to. Right, yeah. Uh, which is going to change... Um, well, I, I haven't paid enough attention to the Galactic Legend Kylo kit, but I'm going to need to get Finn super fast for Galactic Legend Ray, and so I'm going to have to steal that speed from somewhere, a.k.a. probably Darth Revan. Right, right, yeah. Darth, I think that's the natural choice will be Darth Revan. Yeah. Um, Bastila just benefits too much from being light speed. Right, and I'm still using her for Grievous Counter, so uh, need to keep need to keep the speed on her. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, anyways, let's let's move on to our next our next and final question. And this was actually asked earlier today. Some enterprising fellow asked, <laughs> "What is the best team comp and use of this new Relic Seven Emperor Palpatine I have in?" GAC. Adding Bastila really ups his effectiveness, but creates the skeleton Darth Revan team that Zareth seems a bit dismissive of. Which <laughs> leader should she be with? Uh, I, uh... Well, I, I literally just said it the sentence before we read this question. I'm using Bastila with EP and the Sith Trio to counter Grievous Watt teams. And then... If they don't place Grievous Watt, they place Grievous and uh, BB-8. 
that EP Sith Trio team still takes out almost anyone other than like a general Skywalker. Uh, so I'm running EP Sith Trio in Bastila. Yep. Uh, I think so to answer the piece of this uh, dismissiveness on the skeleton DR team, <laughs> I am dismissive of that team because it Darth Revan can be countered by Jedi Revan, and it's actually not that hard. I just recently did it, in fact, uh, not on my, not in Grand Arena, but uh, Territory Wars. I, I had I made that build uh, for something that we were doing, and it, it works, and it's it's not super hard. The the problem is you have to do some gymnastics on your roster that I don't necessarily enjoy. Like it it necessitates putting like Grandmaster Yoda with Padme, which then, as I was saying before, Grandmaster Yoda can be slow with Jedi Revan. He has to be super fast with Padme to work, and so I, you'd have to you have to switch mods, and it, it's it's this whole huge hassle. And I think that the overall roster is way less effective like that. That being said, if you have that that skeleton Darth Revan squad that doesn't have Malak, doesn't have Bastila, you can you can use just a pretty pedestrian Jedi Revan team to completely destroy that that skeleton squad. And maybe that's a win because you're you're baiting their squad with your Jedi Revan. I don't know, but the other thing that I did in my uh, my second match this week, the one that I lost in, I got sixty banners using Bosque bounty hunters against it. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and that's, that's reliable. If anyone watches the video, it is, it, it was like, it was so easy. <laughs> it wasn't, there was never a time in that match that I was like, Oh no, I'm going to lose. Like I was in control the whole time, even though they were way faster, better modded, better everything. Uh, like there are certain squads that just demolish it. So yes, I am dismissive of it. It, it, it can be really effective in certain circumstances. If you're just using it as a bait squad, then great. But if you if you want to use it, uh, if you're thinking it's going to be this paragon of defensive prowess, then you're wrong. And if you think it's going to be a paragon of offensive prowess, that that's comp bleeds banners really bad. You may be in control the whole time, but you're gonna you're not going to be efficient. So that being said, just like Solo said. Relic 7 Palpatine works so well with Bastila, with Bastila Fallen. And it really, you. so he's, he was ta talking about how you can destroy Grievous squads with that comp. And I agree, you, you absolutely can, as long as they don't have BB-8 on them. But the other thing that I've used them for, and, and it can be stressful, but it works, is you can also counter uh, Geonosians. You don't even need Sith Trio. Yeah. You can just use Palpatine and like Vader and Bastila Sean Fallen and like Gear 12 plus Zero Tarkin, who you've never used for years, and, like I did recently, and like TIE Fighter Pilot. And you can beat High Relic Geonosians with that because Bastila, it makes Bastila plus Palpatine is just an amazing combo. She Palpatine gives his whole team so much turn meter for every debuff that's dispelled and and Bastila hands out 8 million 8 million might be on the low end debuffs to everyone that 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 squad just goes and goes and goes and the other team just doesn't get a turn 
they also just demolish Night Sisters as well. Like so what, some of the hardest of hard counters involve Palpatine with Bastila. Right. Um, you were talking about the bait squads with Darth Revan. And I, I, I change my defenses every round because of Grand Arena history. Um, but one of my favorite defenses was to have Darth Revan without uh, Bastila in the front zone. And then put a really strong Night Sister team in the back. I, I sped my Asajj up so that even Zareth's Stark wouldn't go before my Night Sisters. Um, and so I would bait Padme with the weaker Darth Revan team. And then they would get to the back zone. And I, and I also had Grievous Watt in the front zone right next to Darth Revan. And then so they would get to the back zone and would have already used their Darth Revan and their Padme. And they would have a, a difficult Night Sister team to face. And I got one out of the three rounds. I got a win exactly that way. So I do like using the bait squad on occasion because people aren't expecting it and it can really mess them up. Sure, and and I'd say I'm dismissive of it. I I I've actually advised a few different people in this last Grand Arena uh, match, or not just match, but this last week and this last month in total, the season. I've advised people of running that squad, so I'm dismissive of it in some cases, but really, it it can be very effective. I you just have to be careful on who you're facing when you use it because if they use a strong bounty hunter team on offense it's not going to be a good idea that's if i can do it with my i only had relics on three of my bounty hunters the other two are just indifferently modded i guess they're well modded but they're they're gear 12 and they're not super resilient characters embo and Den, i guess dengar is okay resilient but he he's not going to stand up against against a high relic uh, Darth Revan team for long on his own without mechanics working in your favor. But, you know, relic four on Bosk, Tango and Boba, like just doesn't seem like it should be the Darth Revan squad, but it just completely handled this one. So just be cautious on who you're matching, who you're placing that against and, you know, use it as a tool in your toolbox that isn't always something you just use every time that's right. that's all i would advise and that's fair uh so uh where we can move on to our next segment which uh, i don't think we're, we're kind of going long already long-winded as per usual lately <laughs> um we have uh we both have alts and we both play grand arena with them solo has a high functioning uh, or rather high gp and high functioning i should say uh alt uh i actually forget how much gp he's at at this point but uh, i have a i have a lower level one who's in division four so solo how did you do this week and in the season in at large with your alt and what gp is he i am i think i'm at 5.5 i might be verging on 5.6 oh no I've, i i crossed the line I'm at 5.6 with my alt now. Um, this week, I went 2-1 and one to finish 9-3 and three overall. I got the loss 
because of fleets. <laughs> so both accounts on the final day, I lost because of stupid fleets. This time, or on my alt, it wasn't like my main. I My fleet just isn't that good on my alt. Uh, because of the break I took, you probably heard this every episode, my Galactic Republic <laughs> is not geared up where they need to be. And so most of the time I can actually win going up against uh, Relic Level 7 GKs, which is almost everybody, but not all the time. It's probably about 80% of the time I win. This time I didn't, uh, and so I, I lost because of it. So I finished 9-3. and three. I was in Kyber before the round even started, much like my main. I actually did better than my main. Um, so it was a successful season, just ended on kind of a dud. How about your alt? Uh, how'd you end up doing on your alt, which is right on the verge of Division Three? Um, I, it went it went well. Uh, so yeah, I'm at I'm past the three million GP mark, so I will be in Division Three next time. And uh, so I lost my very first match of the season. And then I have I hadn't lost it all until this week, and this week was the same. Actually, it went the same way. I I won all three of my rounds, and my last match was in particular kind of funny. Like I've been pretty cavalierly putting my negotiator on defense because no one at my GP has a strong negotiator, and they can't beat it usually. So, and if they can, that's because they use their best fleet on offense. And so in my last match, it just, it did crack me up. You guys can watch it if you want. I, I posted it. I've been doing like a live stream or, or like a stream version of it, just playing in front of the camera and everything um, uh, for my alt. But I, I was, I went through and he, he couldn't beat my fleet. He had already attacked, couldn't beat my fleet. So I, I was like, oh, perfect. If, as long as I get the clear, I win. And then once I finally got to his back zone, I realized that he had his really high-end negotiator also on defense and that my my pretty mediocre Falcon team couldn't actually beat it. <laughs> and that, that's like the first time that's ever happened to me. So I was like, whatever, I'll still, I, I think I, they weren't that efficient clearing me. I'll still beat them. So I went in and I, you know, I'm getting like 60s, 61 here and there, like 61 with Grievous actually was kind of funny, but I'm just like beating these teams. I'm like, yeah, I just like to take full squads. I don't really need to worry about banners or anything. And when I finally, I got 60 on my final match and uh, like I was super efficient. I got one, one like 55 with Padme and otherwise everything else was 60 or 61. I was like, all right, and this should be a win. And when the, when the numbers finished scrolling, I had beat my opponent by one banner. <laughs> it was i was like i i had expected to be beating him by like 20 at least and I, I, like i just mathed poorly was was it like i just didn't pay it as much attention as i should have and i was like I, it was just a really funny win because easily i could have dropped a couple banners here and there easily and i you know i didn't it, which is good because I clearly needed the help, but yep, one one by one, and didn't I, like didn't really plan it that way. Had no idea, and then I lost in fleets because I couldn't clear his high end negotiator. So 
so that was that. Uh, it was a good week, or so it was a good season. Eleven and one. Uh, got got Kyber on both accounts, and that means double Kyber seven times in a row, which nice. I'm happy enough with. Yeah, that's that's truly fantastic. It's good to have that consistency, though. I feel like I'm always on the edge of disaster on my main, so <laughs> a disaster might end up occurring next season. <laughs> Who knows? Um, and finally, we have our last segment before we talk about our Discord server and all of that. Um, so we always like to work on things in for Grand Arena to get ready for it. And we've been, this segment has been so boring lately because it's just predictable what we've been working on. But I will ask the question. <laughs> Solo, what have you been doing to prepare for Grand Arena this well, week? Just like every other week for the past six weeks. I uh, <laughs> I worked on Galactic Legend requirements. I now have a G13 Resistance Hero Poe. And uh, I have a G12 Resistance Hero Finn. So those are the only gear pieces I have applied so far. And then just today, and I actually posted a picture of this mod on our Discord server, uh... I got a plus 21 speed mod, and so I'm taking full advantage of that, and I added it to Watt, and I got Watt up to 302 for speed. When I add the two final speed pieces to him, uh, he'll be at 316, and so I'm very happy with that. I just need to now add the final pieces to him which I cannot do until these stupid Galactic Legend requirements are finished. Uh, so that was my full week of adding gear to two tunes. What about you? Uh, what exciting gear have you added? <laughs> Honestly, I, it's like this big blur lately. I don't remember. I, I think I actually made it. I made some progress that felt like progress this week. I think I got like Veteran Han up to gear. 13 with his relics i put a ton of relics on people i've been waiting for grand arena to be over so that i can finally put gear relics rather relics onto characters like phasma and you know veteran han who i'm not really using that much right now and so, so that's that's what i did i right now my progress i'm trying i'm working on kylo i need relic seven on kylo and palpatine they're both relic five I think I referenced that earlier. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'll make that happen soonish. And then I need about four other gear uh, pieces between two characters. So I think Red Trooper needs. Uh, I think he has. He already has his finisher. Actually, I, I, I randomly had the pieces for that. So I think he needs like a furnace, and maybe he needs two furnaces, and like a syringe from his left side. And then First Order TIE Pilot needs his finisher. And then I'm ready. I even have a five-star finalizer as of last night. So I I bought a vault a while ago. I don't usually buy vaults, but I did to get my Hux and my Red Trooper up to gearable levels past gear gear 11. And I used the remaining. So after, after I bought all those shards, I bought a couple other random things and then I saved everything else to get my finalizer up to five stars. And so that's it. That's 
I'm close. I'm real close. I, I think in the next week I should be there. I, it, nice. Who nice. knows for sure. But, yep. Yeah, uh, so that's that. And after after I'm done with that, I'll have to put all this gear onto, onto Kylo. So that will take weeks <laughs> probably because I have no reserves of anything. Oh, yeah. Ge- gearing once I get Ray, I'm slotting three weeks before I can actually get her to g13 it's it's so crazy but after that my number one priority will be thrawn and the two members of the sith trio that i don't have a gear 13 i want nihilus and treya i want and i want that whole triumvirate and thrawn probably i want them all to be relic four or five i think so taking the plunge into inefficient relic leveling but i just need them to be stronger than they are because I I'll be honest the other day I faced it, I used that squad at gear 12 to face a like relic seven uh Kylo Kylo Ren unmasked team and <laughs> and the so so I I won it, it was kind of it, it was actually a pretty decisive win because the mechanics of it my my squad just beat the mechanics wise and that's important but it was worrisome because Kylo Ren, uh, original Kylo, is doing his AoEs and le- legitimately taking Treya to below half health from full health every time and she'd heal back b- between them. Like she had him isolated, which is the only way you can win against that squad, uh, you know, without giving them a massive amounts of turn meter. But every time he went, he did an AoE and Treya was like, oh, I'll just have half my health gone from, <laughs> from an AoE from Kylo. Like it, that they just aren't. She's pretty tanky. She, she's, I have her built to be tanky, and I just, I need her to actually be tanky in truth. Her mechanics are too good. I've been ignoring the gear and relics. Solo, you've been wiser than I, and have had them relic for a while. But I'm, I'm prepared to do as Solo does, as everybody should be. Honestly, doing <laughs> getting them up to R3, I have all three of them at R3. Never, I have never regretted that decision. It was a pain when I did it, but the team is so much more reliable against basically anyone I face that I, I you know, fantastic decision on my part <laughs> randomly one week where I was like, think i need to do this um ironically i did it because of geos because people were relicking their geos more and more and so i wanted to keep pace with them and then i haven't used them to counter geos since because now that they have so many relics they can survive other teams right right Uh, and i want that so yes Yes. uh anyways Anyway, we have babbled on for uh, probably longer than enough at this point. So (laughs) it is a good time to end the show. Um, And Zareth, uh, why don't you tell people how they can find you outside of this podcast? I don't like what you're doing here. (laughs) I told you I was going to do it last (laughs) week and here we are. All right, so we we do. I'll, I'll give it a try solo, and if it sucks, then it's on you because you didn't give me any preparation time. So, uh, 
we have we have uh, three different things that uh, we I can tell you about how to reach. Uh, Solo and I both also do YouTube videos, mostly detailing our various uh, Grand Arena uh, destruction of other opponents. And um, on YouTube, all you need to do is when you get to YouTube, search for our names. And uh, my name spelled is spelled X A E R E T H. Solos name is spelled S-O-L-O-B-A-S-S-15, not I-S, even though sometimes some of these graphics make it look like an I-S. <laughs> it's actually a 15. But Solo, Solo Base 15, you can find all of our videos there. Uh, we also have a Discord server that in all of our videos that we make on YouTube, you can uh, find our you can find a link to our Discord in all of our YouTube videos. If you're watching or if you're listening to this show on a non-Spotify or non-iTunes uh, uh, platform, which basically is just the the website uh, from uh, the Libsyn website that have that we have linked, um, you can find our YouTube. Uh, channels there. You can also find a link to our Discord server. So uh, uh, the Discord server is a great place for people to hang out and uh, just talk about Grand Arena, competitive play. We even talk about the lesser pursuits of territory wars, uh, not territory wars, territory battles, and uh, even things like raids sometimes, though raids aren't that interesting these days. Uh, Who knows what will happen in the future. But uh, we have a lot of really competitive players there too, who who are just there to. Uh, they want. They have questions that they want answered. You you can answer their questions. Uh, you can ask questions. They'll answer yours. It, it's it's been a pretty cool thing uh, to see the community develop. And then finally, we have a counter sheet, which is uh, it's it's probably one of the best things that Solo and I have have done. Uh, just in terms of a resource for the community. So we have a counter sheet where that explains, uh, it's, it's a spreadsheet that says, it shows the exact teams that we have faced and the exact teams that we have used. So it doesn't just say like only Asajj Ventress lead bounty hunters, you know, it can be countered by Bosk bounty or, or Night Sisters can be countered by Bosk bounty hunters. It just says things It'll say, you know, Asajj lead with Mother Talzin, Uldaka, Spirit, and Zombie was countered specifically by Bosk, Boba, Dengar, Embo, and Django. And then next to that, it has a link to that video so you can go check it out and find how we actually did it. So uh, it's it's not as flashy as some of these infographics that you have out there today, but I think it is vastly more informative. Uh, and you can find a link to that in this uh, show's description, or you can find it in a, a, as a link from uh, in our Discord. We have a channel there, and you can find it in any of our YouTube videos. There's a link. So uh, check that out. And with on that note, Solo, I think that we both need to admit that you need to just do this every time <laughs> moving forward. I don't think so. I think we should ask our uh, listeners... Who did it better? And that way, you know, that'll determine. Uh, well, I basically just admitted that you did it better. So <laughs> it's like real quickly at the end, and people have probably stopped listening anyway. Uh, <laughs> my friend 
has one piece of marriage advice for any newly married couples, and it's for the uh, husband in the marriage needs to remember early on you have to set the bar so low that your wife will never ask you to do it again. And that's his one piece of advice, and I feel like that's what you're trying to do today. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a really great insult, actually. <laughs> what if I had been really trying hard? <laughs> well, you're like, yeah, you, your performance was that of someone who was trying not at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to do that again. That was uncomfortable. <laughs> and there we go. <laughs> It's been a while since we've had an awkward ending. Here we go, people. <laughs> All right. Yep. It's <laughs> yep. It's we're it's retro week apparently. So, on that note, guys, thank you for listening, and we'll see you le- next week. Yes. Have a good week, everyone. <laughs>